Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Walsh. Home stretch, baby. We're climbing. Let's fucking go. Yeah, you had a flyer. Let's hear about your week. Oh, my God. I, so I took a minus eight. I went completely off the rails. International break just fucks all my shit up, and I lose momentum and lose everything. But took a minus eight. Kane, Coon, and Duffy out for Rom, Oba, and Lasalas. So just return, return, return. I had 84 points, but 76 if you include the minus eight. Game week rank of 15K, which is absurd. Um, and I'm up 31,000 places, so I'm up to 48K at my highest uh, highest rank of the season. Just huge, massive back-to-back green arrows for me. I'm flying. Yeah, I mean, normally a minus eight is completely psychotic madness, but when you're transferring out two zeros who are both 13 million, basically 12 and 13 million players, plus someone like, a Brighton defender who is a guaranteed one point at best any given game week. That's the thing with like the what really pushed me over the edge is like by logical reasoning, taking an additional hit to go Duffy to Las Las is the dumbest thing ever. Like I even wrote that in lineup lambs. Like, don't do this. It's stupid. It's a waste of points. I'm throwing points away. But how many weeks have I held on to like fucking Ogbana and Duffy for exactly that reason? And they just blank every week. Yeah, I mean, you rightly identified the clean sheet. What You came out net zero on the defender hit, is that correct? Yeah, I think Duffy had one and lost less with five. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it gives you a player in 35. If you want to hold your wild card, it gives you more flexibility. You know, yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. looked to me like the best of the non-top six teams, basically. I mean, maybe Leicester or whatever, but in terms of like defense, they Newcastle's look like a really good, good place to invest. Yeah, they're just, they've been really good all year, basically. They very rarely let up more than one goal. They're basically a clean shout every game, unless if they're playing a top four side. Yeah, I and I mean Newcastle's got a few really tough fixtures, but for streaming, I mean you could do a lot worse for a cheap Newcastle defender. They still have four good fixtures; like they could still keep three or so clean for the rest of the season. That's yeah, all you could hope for. Their last three home games are all cleans, as United, Southampton, and Huddersfield. And like two weeks ago at Anfield, like they were really fucking good. Like, I remember watching that game. Wait, what like, you, those are not their home games. Huh? They have Arsenal, West Brom, Chelsea. No, I'm saying their their last three home games were close. Oh, I thought you meant last three of the season. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. no. The game week 27, Good start. Dude, it's a morning pod. We're, we're off our game a little bit. But, yeah, fucking Newcastle's good. My only non-returners are Mkhitaryan, who obviously didn't start, which was a nightmare, and Mares. Uh, Mars is disappointing, but it's okay. He's been so good. But yeah, I mean, Sun and Sterling still haunting me. <laughs> but you know, Arnie Brace, I just had points from everywhere. And if Davis didn't have Loris as his goalie, he'd probably keep it clean too. So points everywhere. Good job, good job by you. Yeah, how about you? Um, I finished up on sixty-two. Felt pretty good. I mean, I had Captain Obbs, obviously the dumbest thing oh that I could God. possibly do, but I got. So lucky, <laughs> and I there's no like prescient intelligence in capping him over Salah. I just you know I don't I don't like capping against my team, 
So I don't do it. I don't enjoy that. So I just got paid off there. And it's like the second or third time this season where I've had like a penalty late in the game on a captain completely salvage my week. So I nicked a little small green. I'm up to 17K. Um, I've got many problems, many, many, many doubts. (laughs) Many doubts. (laughs) Many doubts. But I mean, Benteke, obviously, that didn't go so well and has continued to blank and kill myself every game since I brought him in. Yeah. And, you know, problems, they're problems, but overall, we'll get into the strategy moving forward and stuff like that, but, I mean, if I'm scoring 62, which is basically the same or where I would probably have been if I wildcarded, which so many managers wildcarded this game week, it feels really good to have bought the extra week, bought some more clarity, and things look good for the run, and I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to be able to get into the top 10K, even with only the wildcard chip left. Yeah, I'm realizing that this is basically my thing, is like, I kind of float around 100K, like underperforming, blah, 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 and like, home stretch, I always fucking kill it, so... Yeah, I also feel really confident. I, we got a question from Andy Ogden, Re Benteke. He said, if you kidnapped Benteke's wife and gave him a ball and an open goal five yards out and told him his wife would die if he didn't score, would he be able to get his shot on target? He would be visiting the funeral home very shortly, <laughs> and he would be picking out a casket for his wife. Oh, God. That is a one million percent certainty. Yeah. He is ridiculously bad. Oh, and it's, it's the funny thing is, like, I would be so panicking if Sorloth wasn't hurt, but he's going for a scan, so we and Sacco's hurt. Like, there's literally no other striker. Wait, Sacco got so, it? Oh, that's Sacco. Never, never, yeah, never, um, never the, the attacker. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what to, I'm just gonna keep him because fuck me. Yeah, all right, let, let me let me housekeeping. So, shout out March Mug winner Brian Terrell, aka Lukaku for Coco Puffs. He wins it because Jason Diaz took a hit at the beginning of the month. Careful with your <sighs> hits, boys. Hits are bad. Yep. Shout out the FMLPL Cup finalists. We haven't really talked about the Cup since it started in game week 23 with 280 people. But wow. it's, down, it's down to just two now. It's Taryn Korean, Slack Ledge, and Chad Hardery, non-Slack patron, just fucking getting it done. Genius. I can't wait to do it again next season and everything. Yeah, we'll, we'll get in there next year for sure with the Cup. Good luck to both of you, gentlemen. That's very, very big achievement that you went from 280 down to just two. Yeah, it's pretty insane, especially amazing. with everyone's competitive and everything. Yeah. And then shout out the still top of the FML field public league, still go home. He's up to overall rank of 74. Like, no one's touching this guy. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, let's go on. Okay. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, it was kind of a, an insane week. Um, yeah, it's just it's a difficult time to pod because so many people have their specific situations and they want to hear like, okay, like I'm wildcarding this week, like who should I have automatically for double gaming thirty four? And then people right. are like, I have my free hit in thirty five. Like I don't care about the blanks. It's like I don't have my free hit. Like who should I get? Like who has a game in thirty five? So. I think we could kind of just run through some of the important teams and maybe just the same. I think we should try and pump the brakes a little bit on saying what the best strategy is because it's very obvious there is no best strategy. There's no best strategy. It's whatever you convince yourself. You have to just take all the information that you can and make an informed decision on which direction you want to take your team. And you definitely need to lock yourself into a path right now because we're getting to that point in the season where 
the doubles coming up in 34, like looking at your chips, right. depending if you're going to take a hit or who you're bringing in this week. You need to have those things yeah, in the, mind. The so. only bad strategy is not looking ahead at all. That would that, be the yes. only bad strategy. Yeah. yeah. Everything else yeah. is fine and team dependent and whatever, how many chips you have left. I feel like the only, the main like point of view that we, both you and I don't talk about at all is if you have your free hit in 35, because that means, you know, you're not worried about the blank at all versus me and you and a, a lot of people listening, probably most people listening are, and are treating game week 34 and 35 as, Two weeks together because the game week 34 doublers blank in 35, like we talked about last week. So that's like the main. If you're if you're free hitting in 35, like I don't know if this pod's going to do much for you, but <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about Kane? Yeah, I mean, that came was, back early. That was a obviously, thing. that's a thing. Big surprise, he came back. I'm I, I'm not in a rush to bring him back in. I think he's looked pretty bad for a few months, and he's notoriously a little bit slow getting back into form after he returns from an injury. We have seen him really fire towards the end of the season, but I'm just not... I don't think that Spurs have really looked that good as an attacking team, everything clicking on all cylinders that often this season for my eye. I mean... They bully teams because they still have the quality, but when I watch them, I mean, Kane's missed a lot of chances. He's really expensive. There are other players in that bracket who look good and are firing, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm not like, wow, he's back, panic stations, take a minus four, get him back in. Like, I still feel like Aubameyang looks fantastic, and I would probably rather have him like right now than Kane. He does have the double coming up, so that's that's going to be a tough one. I mean, one of the games is against City, but the other is against Brighton. He's definitely a good pick. Um, yeah, I'm there's just, no arguing. I just, he's definitely a good pick. No, he's definitely a good pick, but for me personally, I've been he's kind of hurt me more than helped me this season. I've hit on a couple of his big captaincy halls, but I mean, if you just look at his game log, it's it's like Lukaku. It's not impressive, and. He's the kind of player like we've just naturally over the last couple seasons been conditioned to be if he's healthy and I don't have him, I'm fucked. And if you didn't own him all season, you would probably be doing better than if you have been owning him all season, if that makes sense. yeah. Because the amount of times that we've blanked on Captain with Kane this season feels like the double digits. I mean, it's absolutely double digits. Don't forget, I started the season with him, so he didn't score for the first month. That was before like Salah was even a thing, you know? I mean, it sounds insane because he's like the top scoring striker, but he's, he's he just like hasn't looked good to me. And I, I'm not tr- I'm trying to like really look at things a little bit more like what I've seen from the games, and I just yeah. don't see that he's a hat trick shot every game. I mean, he's he's still very good, but he's 13 million almost still. He's the most like the most expensive player in the game, and. I would rather have a bombing and two million, and I mean Captain Salah. Like that's the other thing is I, I don't. I mean thirty four. Even when you play City, like do you captain him over a United attacker in thirty four? When United have home West Brom at Bournemouth, probably not. I don't think so. So I mean, these I mean, are the Kane kind of things that are Stoke pulling this me away, week, which I think is a lot of people's. You know, Stoke were diabolical against Arsenal, and I think that's Fair. playing into a lot of people's minds. But 
from my perspective, I, I wonder what you think about this. I'm not even sure he's going to start at Stoke. Like, why Why do you start him at Stoke? I don't understand that reasoning. He's obviously not 100% fit. He came back way earlier than expected. He's probably, you know, like, slowly getting back into fitness and stuff, not going 100% in training. Stoke are bottom three team, maybe bottom two team in the league, easy. Like, they win that game without Kane. Like, they, they don't need Kane to win that game. I'd rather get Kane to full fitness for maybe City, you know, two weeks from now and just let him come on for the last 20 again. But I don't know. Is that crazy? Yeah, I mean, it's not crazy, but really what it is is not, like, I don't think him starting or not starting has anything to do with the reasons you just mentioned. It's really just what his fitness is. So is him getting match fit playing 60 and getting getting some minutes under his belt before City, or can he really only play 20 or 30 because he is still kind of battling it and they're trying to work him in slower and maybe a realistic scenario is he's only capable of 60 or 70 against right. City, so they'll do that. Like We just don't know. I mean, we the just physio, don't know, but it, yeah, it, We're not in the physio room, but there is a risk. I there's agree risk completely. there that I feel like no one's talking start. about. Like People are talking about as if Kane is fully fit now, and he's 100% nailed to start and play 90 as usual versus Stoke, but I just don't see it that way. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely don't see it that way. There's definitely risk. There's definitely some risk there that he's, he's either going to start and get subbed early, which is not really a big deal since a lot of players get subbed early, but... There is the risk that he doesn't start. Maybe it's like ten percent. I don't know. I I don't know. We'll see if Pochettino says anything in the press conference later in the week. But it's clear that the game that circled there is City, not Stoke. So yeah, not Stoke. The other thing is, it's just there's a zero percent chance in my mind. Even if I brought Kane in right now, that I would captain him this weekend against Stoke. Partly because of the reasons you mentioned. Partly because of the reasons I mentioned. I just I don't think he's the best captaincy option by any stretch of the imagination this weekend. So taking a hit, removing another like good player, like you know, you got to remove Lukaku or someone in that similar bracket to get to him. When Lukaku has the fixtures he has, Aubameyang still has pretty good fixtures. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Nor does I think I agree. Hit. And I'm on, I'm on Ram and Abba, and I'm, I'm just not. I'm like I said last pod. I'm not really interested in Kane until game week 36, and obviously he's back earlier than expected. But I still think that's kind of the best route, even though I'm a little bit obviously nervous about not having him for at Stoke and not having him for a double. Like, sure, he could score five goals in the double. Like that's not completely crazy but yeah I, like i'm eyeing him for like 36 because that's yeah that's what I said. yeah because yeah. they have home offered 36 and then at west brom home newcastle double 37 like i'm looking at wild carding either in 30 probably 36 is probably what I'm yeah i think card, i'm wild carding in 36 bench boot uh bench boosting in 37 yeah so i it's the other thing is a lot, everyone that wild carded took kane out everyone's been fire sailing kane so yeah he's not hurting you it's not like you're getting you're like salah or someone like who's in the 90 percent ownership right i mean kane's not owned by a ton of people anymore because he's been injured so you don't really obviously you have something to gain if he comes in and braces against stoke but I would think it's a little bit more conservative maybe to just give him a miss for for at least Stoke and see how he goes. And then if you're like, fuck, he looked really good, I want him for the double, then that's a good play. But for right now, I just am not that bothered. I'm, I'm yeah. not that bothered by well, Kane, well, honestly. Well, what's your guess on the top 10K ownership percentage of Kane for Game top of 10 k Probably like... Fifteen percent, five point seven. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So that's that, that insane. Tells you he went that from like seventy to five, and it's also kind of the principle that we've talked about, just from a strategy standpoint, of even just good players, medium players, bad players. You, if you you're the first person to get the points from a player who's coming back off injury, that feels great. But you're not like 
going to lose anything or be hurt by someone who's 5% owned, and even if they have a hat trick. So if you're taking hits, like just try and weigh the risk. And if you really want came back in straight away because you have other things you're going to want to deal with and you know you're going to want him for the run-in, I'm not going to say don't get him in by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying for me personally, I'm not in position this week to get him in, and I'm not that concerned about it. Still a great pick, don't get me wrong. He's still among the top three players in the game, top five players in the game, but... You know, you just got to weigh the risk reward, and I think there's more risk than reward there right now for bringing him in. Right. Good cane talk. Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like since we've even talked about him. Yeah. So I mean, I want to sidestep, I guess, because we're talking about strikers too. Is like, I, it's very interesting. To, I've kind of just been monitoring like the pulse of the hive of what everyone's doing and what everyone did last week and where everyone's going. And yeah, it is so. Surprising to me that nobody has city players anymore. Like everyone that wild carded, like the city represent representation on teams is so low. Where we've usually minimum two city players, if not three, and and now I'm seeing a lot of teams with zero. And you gotta like remember, even though they have some tough fixtures, they have a blank, they have your Champions League. Like Pep has not been rotating this season. Although, and, let me cut you off. He did say that he's gonna like play a week inside and rotate versus United. He he like okay yeah. Okay, well then I didn't see that. That that will bring that's diff- that's a problem. Yeah, he said like Liverpool contains all of my head or something like that. Even though we okay. have a chance to win the title, yeah, yeah. All right, so then I'll put I'll I'll pause on that. Then if that's the case, then it's not a good week to buy City players. Yeah, because I was gonna say basically the opposite: re City and Liverpool. I don't think I'd bring either in right now. Because whoever goes through in Champions League, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to piece. Yeah, the the semifinal match are is like one or two days after each of those teams' respective game week thirty five fixture. So that's the blank game week. That's when a lot of people are probably thinking, "I'm going to have triple Liverpool, triple City," because they don't blank and whatever. Like there, that's almost nailed on rotation because. City will have won the title then if they go through and the semifinals is all that matters for them. Liverpool seems secure in the top four. If they go through, you know, obviously semifinals is fucking huge. Like, it's going to be against, like, Barcelona or something. It's, like, massive fixture. So, I don't know. I'm kind of waiting to see how the Champions League shapes up before I get bring in either anyone from either team, I think. Yeah, that's fair, but it's still not like Pep's not going to play like Yaya, Gundo, like Fod, <laughs> Zinchenko. Like, like some of the, the, he has to play some of the guys. Like, and he's thinking about Liverpool. Like, maybe that just means that he subs off his dudes on like sixty. Or yeah, something, yeah, that's like all. That, that might just mean that they're still the two best attacks in the league. They're still the two best teams, City and Liverpool. Like, yes, they have Champions League, whereas like Spurs don't. But I still think that they're good FPL assets. I, I, I just don't want to put too much stock in. I feel like we've, we've done this in seasons past, and it never really like happens that much. Maybe you lose one game from your player, but... But that's not even a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I get I'm, zeros I'm from players I start the... every week. Like I do so, that for fun. So What'd you say? I get zero points out of players who are playing for me all the time. Like that's for fun for me. So what's the deal? Like, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. putting like a ton of stock into that kind of thing, and... Obviously, there's a risk that your players, but like, there's a double game week. Everyone has fucking Willie, and no one's talking about him being rotated. And it's like, dude, you know, he he could miss one of those games. No and question. he's William. He's not like yeah, Salah or Mane. Yeah, or even Dilba you know, or Silva Raz. or Sane or Raz. Like, he's way worse than all these players. And just because he's not in Europe doesn't mean that he's not going to play both doubles, or you know, it doesn't right. mean that he's. I just I don't know. No, I I, just, I agree with you that it's being 
it's being like overdone big time. I mean, just look at this week. Sterling played 60 minutes and scored a goal. Like when he plays, he scores. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if they average, you know, a few less minutes. Guys who double are just as, as much of rotation risks. Like Chelsea season doesn't fucking matter. They're, they're done. You know, why aren't they going to get rotated for the FA Cup game? That makes more sense to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, looking at Chelsea's fixtures, they're fantastic, but their season is 1 million percent over. They have nothing to play for in any of these games, and the manager has a foot out the door. Like, it's a, yeah, and it's just FA I, Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But, like, I don't really want any Chelsea players. After watching them completely collapse and just look kind of bad the whole game, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't trust Chelsea at all right now. But it's a really every, interesting are, thing to see the how this rotation and all this shit is going to play out. But. I just feel like we always overemphasize. Per, we perceive the rotation because we have our little ideas in our heads about yeah. there's too many games, there's not enough days of recovery. And I mean, around Christmas time, like, yeah, if there's one day off, like, some players aren't going to play both those games. That's no question. Yeah. But, you just like over you overwhelmingly want the better player with a higher risk of rotation than the worst player with less risk of rotation because as you're saying like even in less minutes if that happens you you have more chance of getting points because they're just better like you what you miss one point on minutes I don't. right give me give me Firmino over like Chris Wood right like and that's a thing that people are doing on their wild cards and. I don't know. I mean, Mane quietly has five straight returns. You know, like he's been absolutely on ridiculous fire lately. He's on no teams. He must be under 1% of top 10K teams. Yeah. I mean, let's check it out. Yeah. He's, he's low. 11% top 10K teams. And he has five straight returns on the second best attack in the league, you know? Yeah. So those are things to keep in mind. But any like kind of shifts in your thing of like player analysis or evaluation from the weekend's games? Like, what did, did you see anything? Well, I mean, I just Maybe. mentioned Chris Wood, but if you're going for like, if you have two heavies, which I think most people probably have two heavy strikers at this point, Ram and Oba, or one of them and Kane, I think a it's not a bad shout to go with a third striker who's a Burnley guy. If you're someone like me who has Quainer who sucks and is blanking in game week 35, like I think I easily make up the points for a hit there if I was to take one with just like Burnley having a double. Ashley Barnes is on insane fire um, and he's been nailed for like two months. So like, sure, I guess I guess that's fine, you know? Um, I feel like Palace have piqued my interest a little bit. Maybe like Hennessy as my backup keeper to De Gea for maybe this week, but definitely for game week 35 with a good fixture. I think like Sako back just makes makes you guys a lot better. Lingard I was looking at. Kiko I was looking at. I don't know. Those are some guys. Yeah, Kiko's interesting playing out of position. If that, it's just, they, He plays a different lineup, different personnel every week. I feel like it's a little yeah. bit difficult to extrapolate into the future there. But yeah, he's playing yeah, Palace like defense is interesting. Like Our defense has been really good. We have really really decent fixtures through Incredible the end of the year. Incredible fixtures. Yeah, I mean, no doubles at all, but I, I think I think it's a good place to invest. The price is very cheap, very low to get in there. Um, yeah, I mean, like I have to have, I'm not very confident in starting him this week, even if it's a slightly weakened city side. I feel like there's not going to be many shots to save. Moo usually, Moo buses usually block the most shots and very low percent chance of a clean. Someone like Hennessy, if I started him over De Gea this week and if I 
Stardom and Game Week 35, both are at Bournemouth and at Watford that I feel like, you know, that's another hit that I feel like I easily make up right there. Yeah, probably would do. Right? Like, because um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a two point hit because I'm getting him in for what would be a blank spot in Game Week 35. And then with the additional start of this week, you know, he probably makes it up. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, in terms of the Burnley strikers, I still think I would prefer Austin. I'd just go for the upside. Like, they obviously they were just bad. and so got so bad. I know. I just, I Burnley don't attack, and they don't score a lot of goals. And yeah, I don't, don't like either. I don't like Ashley Barnes at all, and I don't like particularly like Wood that much. They just don't create that many chances. And I, Austin has hat-trick potential. I think that Hughes is, obvi- I don't think, we know that Hughes is a very attacking manager. <laughs> they don't really play defense. So they have pretty good fixtures. They do have the blink in 35, which is Burnley don't have. But when Burnley have three games in a week or whatever it is without that, I mean, it's hard to imagine well, you're going to get a start there for all those guys. Southampton anyway. have terrible fixtures. I thought they had good doubles. Uh, they're at Arsenal this week, and then their doubles That's home Chelsea fixture. at Leicester. So they have one. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good. It's pretty similar to Burnley, though. Do Burnley have good fixtures? Um, I think they have a they good have Chelsea. They have week. Chelsea and Leicester also in the double. Yeah, so same. But this week, I think Southampton are a better Atwafford. attacking team. But I think with the addition of at Watford as opposed to Arsenal this week, and at Stoke in game week thirty-five when Southampton are blanking, okay. I think that's pretty big. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I would still go Austin. Okay, but I, I hear your arguments for sure. You have more games. You have better on paper fixtures. You know how a doubt I am on Burnley. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Usually I am too. It's just like yeah. Barnes has somehow scored four games in a row, and I'm like, hi. Yeah, I just don't believe that they're going to do much in the run-in. So. Yeah. What about Vardy, dude? He, he just cannot stop scoring. One goal like, every game. He's, he's doing the same thing he was doing when, a couple years ago when he was in every team, like getting no chances, low volume, but burying every single one, won a game. He's okay. I, he just doesn't excite me. I certainly don't want two shares of Leicester attack. I think something important that we talked about with Mars when we were both bringing him in maybe about a month ago, but Leicester as a team are similar to like the Burnleys of the world where they're not putting up a four-goal game, really, generally. Yeah, and, and they barely scored one against Brighton yeah. this week. I mean, West Brom is obviously an outlier that game, but that four spot a couple weeks ago against Pardews basically doesn't count. But yeah, it's free, free four. I still would rather have Mares just because he's a bat monster and he does more like assist potential. But Vardy is has, it's, you can't argue with the returns. Like he's coming in with like a goal a game. He's just he's Ashley Barnes on steroids. <laughs> and I mean, home Newcastle this week is uh, we just talked about Newcastle. I feel like that's. Under the radar, tough. Like people see yeah, that and are like, "Oh, great fixture!" Like that's not that good. But the double of at Burnley home Southampton is fabulous. Like that could be really. At Burnley can't keep cleans versus anyone, and Southampton is one of the worst defensive teams in the league, especially with yeah. with Hughes. So yeah, it could be a big double for Leicester. Yeah, it's just like you—you you can't spend nine million on two Leicester attackers, in my opinion. Like they mm-hmm. just yes, the fixtures are good, but I just don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they scored two goals in, in the double combined. Like that, yeah, that's yeah. what the kind of team they are. So I really think you need to pick one. I have seen a lot of the 32 wildcard teams with both, and I just don't like it. Um, I mean, I, I, get, I do prefer Mara's. Yeah, if you're getting rid of them immediately, you know what I mean? Like if, if 34, like I think Ashier, if, yeah. for example, is free hitting in 34. 
fine. Yeah. Get both. Yeah. You know? Or even, I guess, if you're free hitting in 35 and you have it for the two game weeks and then you're going to spend your 36 transfer on one of them, that's pretty. Yeah. Or wild card them out in 36. I yeah, think that's fine. Yeah. But you don't want yeah, them I mean, longer than just this game week and the double. Like, you don't want to double for any longer than that, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, at Palace also is suddenly not really a good attacking fixture given our how our defenses look and yeah. our home form. So, yeah, I mean, the way you outline it, for sure, you could have. Envi- I envision those scenarios with the chip, little chip cheekery, and you could have both. But just in general, it doesn't feel great to me to have two premium yeah. spots on your team, both on Leicester. Yeah, I think so too. All right, let's let's rapid fire maybe through some questions and then go on. Yeah, go ahead. Craig Wilson on Facebook, can you suggest some decent goalkeepers for April? Would help my mini league. I have Courtois and Adrian. Ouch, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's almost <laughs> as bad as what I have. I think Car- I, I can't see past Carius. Yeah, I Karius don't is really. really yeah, good I don't. I don't really care that they don't have a double. Just looking at the teams, like. Give me some less games and carry us for point five, point two more than like Dubrovni, Ski, whatever the fuck on Newcastle Dubravka, or yeah. Palace goal. Like any of the four or five goalkeepers, I think, are on teams that are so much worse than Liverpool. It's not even in the same conversation. And I, it's a little, I get it with the goalkeepers just because you want the volume of games because you get save points. But like, Carrius is. He's good. Liverpool are good. I, they could keep like four or five cleans to the end of the season. Yeah, that they're only tough fixtures at Chelsea, game week thirty-seven. Everything which else isn't is very cleanable. Yeah, which isn't hard. I mean, Chelsea by that point, who knows what's happening? Yeah, gonna it's going to be a bunch Chelsea. of like seventeen-year-old Italians. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that would be my number one, number two, number three pick. But in terms of the cheaper guys with doubles, I mean, I pick a fucking flip a coin. They're all McCarthy, like. The Newcastle dude, they're all like whatever. Yeah, I don't. Although if he, like if he has Courtois, that means you can probably not that difficult for you to go up to De Gea. And while I don't like De Gea this week at City, I talked about him last week, and their doubles ridiculous. And game week thirty seven and thirty eight are ridiculous. Those that could be four cleans. You know, from gaming thirty four to thirty eight. So I don't know. Yeah, I was just, I, yeah, I mean, De Gea is obvious, but I was just trying to think in the like sub five brackets. Yeah, yeah. you know. But yeah, De Gea is obviously the best goalkeeper in the in the game. But you're, you know, you're paying the fucking premium for him. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. Um, Jacob on Slack. Arsenal look like they have the best fixtures, but which players other than Aubameyang are actually good picks? That's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, their defense, just, I don't trust it at all. I'm 0% chance having any other defenders. Yeah, they kept um, it clean this week, got some bones, but I don't know. They probably shouldn't have, and Stoke were really bad as well, so that's surprising. Like, Yeah, I, Stoke if they had com- some decent chances. Yeah, and if if they comfortably kept it clean, and they looked so, like Chambers looked like he was fucking on one to try and let a goal in. He was trying to score a goal and let in a goal, like classic yeah, Chambo yeah, moves. Yeah. I don't know what they're up to in defense. I'm not going there at all in defense. But, I mean, McTarian rested is a big problem. Yeah, if, if that's I, how he's going to treat him, then that's a concern. Otsel's played, but, like, he's one. He he wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, and he's two weeks ill. So we don't know about that. But he's also um, back-to-back games with an assist. And, you know, it's just like, he's yeah. he's still, we've said this he's since so, the beginning of the season, he's just a million too expensive. Like, they fucked him over. They fucked any chance of owning him over by making him that expensive. Yeah, the problem with Ozil is like thinking, definitely Ozil will be my number two behind Aubameyang in terms of who I would want, but like you are mentioning the price, it's like he doesn't score enough goals, 
by any stretch to justify a nine plus price. But if they're not a good attacking team, like creating like just all really good attacking team, and he's not creating the volume of assists to get the assists, there's no chance that he's going to earn his price. And they're kind of a fucked up mess in attack. Even though, actually, though, interestingly. When they put Lacazette on, they looked incredible. They were, yeah, like, the instantly incredible. amazing. Obamaing a little wider, and they were just creating a billion chances per second. Yeah, yeah. like Lacazette was linking play. I mean, well, back is just so bad. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. How Something bad he else is. Wells for actual Arsene Wenger would have been a positive move. <laughs> Wenger unzips his code. He subs on in, in four hours. Um, <laughs> It's just so, so that was a little bit exciting actually, because they had like 15 minutes where they could have scored six goals. Like when they had Mctarian, Otsal, Laka, and Aubameyang on, it was, I mean, Soak were dead tired by that point of the game, but, but it was a festival. They looked, it was fucking, yeah, it was yeah, fucked it was up. Like they were running train on them, yeah. So I don't know if that's, if that's what we're going to see or if he's going to still keep that in, in the back pocket because he's going to want to rest a couple of the dudes for Europa League. So, I think Aubameyang is just an absolutely ridiculously good pick. It's silly how good he is with no Europe and the fixtures. And, I mean, he's still under 11. And the form, yeah. Yeah, and the form. I mean, he's on he didn't fire. create much in the first 60 minutes of that game. I mean, that was the most boring, awful game maybe of the season for the first 60 minutes. Yeah, but he's still really good. And you see the qualities. Like, he's in the right place at the right time on the second goal. Obviously got the pen. He had that one big chance. He fucked up pretty badly, but yeah, it just, seems he's good. He's just good. He's one of those so. guys who just like yeah, he'll just like live in the box, and it's like yeah. he's not involved. He's not involved. Arsenal can't get going. As soon as they start stringing any passes together, he's there. Like he's ready to score. He's on on it. Yeah. So I mean, I think Aubameyang should be in most teams by now. God, I wish like, Mkhitaryan was fucking. Yeah. God, I don't know what to do with him. I have him. I, I legit don't know what to do with him. Yeah, so we'll, basically, we'll what we're there. saying, there's no other good Arsenal picks. Uh, to me, yes, I've seen plenty of teams with an Arsenal defender. Yeah, Monreal and, and Mustafi. I mean, yeah, you look at the fixtures and you can talk yourself into it, and I yeah. could be dead wrong. But again, I mean, with clean sheets and defenses, I really don't look at like the templates or anything. I really just try and base it on what I personally am seeing out of the games and the teams and. I don't like Arsenal defense, so I'm not going to tell you that they're bad picks because the fixtures are good and they're still a on paper theoretical good team, and they could keep <laughs> some cleans. But team, yeah. but you know, in defense, I'm no, saying I defensively, know, I know, I know. like but like when he's running Chambo out and like Ballerin's running around like a fucking moron, Espina. and the, the goal, yeah, the goalkeeping position's questionable, and then you never know. I mean, if he plays like Shock and Rambo in midfield, that's really light defensively. They don't have a solid spine. I don't trust them at all. So yeah. I don't like their defense. So yeah, no, I would not recommend any of the defenders, but I wouldn't say you need to remove that player kind of a thing. Yeah, so yeah, fuck, dude. What yeah, do you think? Do you see the same thing with Arsenal defense, or are you okay with like a no, cheap... No, I think I'm okay with picking one of them. Like a lot of people on Wildcard, you pick one of them. They're not like that expensive. That They're not Chelsea defenders, you know? Like, would you want them over like Bavis? <sighs> That's really tough, like Monreal versus Bavis. I mean, Monreal yeah. has City in the double and a blank in 35. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't think that's close. Honestly, maybe. I like, really, I think, yeah, I would, I would go Bavis. I think like there's also the slight chance of a rose rotation on the double game week, you know. If mm-hmm. you know, so maybe Davis doesn't start versus Brighton, and then it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I might, I might do that. I mean, they are bad. Don't get me wrong; they're fucking bad. Like Shaq could have easily scored, still get a lot of chances. 
and they're and Stoke are fucking bad. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'm with you though. That the problem is just trying to find any other attacker that's ownable, and I just I'm not really seeing one. Yeah, but I mean, if you're buying today, it's really, really difficult to justify yeah. any of those midfielders against the similar midfielders in the price bracket. So. I just feel like none of them are nailed with how he treated Mkhitaryan. Like, maybe next week Mkhitaryan starts and Ozil's rested or Rambo's rested and Chaka's in. You know, like, it just feels like a toss-up every week yeah. to me after what he did this week. Yeah, and of course, Aubameyang, he's cup-tied, so that's why we're talking about him in a different light if, if you missed that. But he can't play in Europe. He can't so play in Europe, there's, so there's, there's just so there's 90, no rotation 90 every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan on Slack, what about Chelsea D? If we already have pricey assets like Alonso or Dave, they're terrible but amazing fixtures now and are pretty gold mid-season. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to talk about Alonso, I guess. Yeah, because um, you have him. What, do you, what are your thoughts? So he was playing second striker again, like we see for spells. And it's like kind of a tactic that Conte uses and sometimes just doesn't. Like it, it, it varies it's, game from game. Sometimes, it's the Giacarini rule. Yeah, like sometimes he's just, you come inside and someone will cover the flank when we're in the final third and just we're going to try and cross it to you in the box as a second striker. Sometimes he just doesn't get in the box at all. So I don't know if it's like game dependent or how he, or based on like his fitness, I don't know how he bases it, but... That's very exciting as an Alonso owner, just because even if the fixtures are bad, he feels like someone who will continue to play. But there, he's so expensive, and if I was wild carding, I would not. I don't think I would go there. I just don't know how they're going to end the season. They have nothing to play for, and I just don't trust them. They really collapsed. They capitulated and they collapsed. They really, really collapsed. They can never make a joke about like Spurs, Spursing it ever again because they fucking no. Spurs it against Spurs. Yeah, I mean, not at least not for like a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem like they have not been focused all year. I mean, they haven't kept a clean sheet in like a couple months. And or like West Brom, I don't know, whatever. West Brom's basically a West Brom off, is the outlier in like <laughs> yeah, everything, everything that we're saying. It's like they haven't scored four. Oh wait, yeah, well, West Brom with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just it doesn't feel good just because I don't feel like confident that they're going to have the ninety minutes of focus. And you know, clean sheets are really difficult to keep. It's harder to keep a clean sheet than to score a goal, in my opinion, in the league, and it requires a lot of focus and everyone pitching in to do the job and you see what kind of mockeries Chelsea looked like like Bodker swinging and missing eight times for that like little tapping bullshit it's like what the fuck are you doing you're a professional that's like that's like schoolboy shit yeah and he's fatigued. I just yeah I just it's, he's totally fatigued. he's played like he's played like 10 games this season he's fatigued <laughs> he's totally fuck. fatigued yeah. totally fatigued. like so, people on other pods I haven't listened to like pods this week but last week people were saying like Oh, he's used to like the winter break and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, give me a fucking break. Like, he's fucking 21. He should be in peak fitness. He's barely played this season. Like, he also plays about? at a position that requires you to barely move. Yeah, it's like, just, you don't, you're not out, out of control. That, yeah, it's such a red flag and out of, out of control that fatigue. I mean, at least make up something that he has like a lower body injury or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just, I <laughs> he think. He started that, like 20 games, I guess, but still it's center back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you have the wild card in your rear view and you punted on like two Chelsea defenders or something, can't feel good. But I, it's hard to imagine that that's going to be like a priority to use transfers because we get so few until the end of the season, just because of the fixtures. But 
I have a good fixture this week, obviously, so I don't, I'm don't. i not thinking it's a good time to remove any of them just because the fixture looks good. But I mean, if for those that are wildcarding this week, I really don't think it's a good investment. Yeah, and think? I think what also think? Worth, worth shouting is like, in past seasons, Dave has been a really good pick. Aspil is just Baps Magnet clean. That's that's clean dependent though. His points are clean dependent. And when you go someone like Rudiger or Christensen, you're getting the cheap guys because Chelsea traditionally are a good defense and rack up cleans. Like those are all really bad picks right now, I think. Alonso's the only one whose points are not completely clean dependent. As you said, he was basically playing second striker. His stats back it up. His stats are insane, like better than a lot of strikers um, this week. He can always score on a free. He can always get an assist. So that's why I feel like Alonso is really like the only one who's worth considering, even though he's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I mean, and we're basically now I'm kind of looking at the teams. Like we're basically saying every good team's defense is awful, but I really like Spurs' defense for the run. And like I think having two. Two Spurs defenders is a fantastic strategy. Yeah, I mean, Spurs, that's, City, that's United, Liverpool United, yeah. are all good for the rest of the season. They're, yeah, like that's are good. Yeah, I wouldn't be spending over four and a half million on a defender on any like anyone but those four teams at this point. Yeah, probably. But I think you're right. If I had Alonso, I think I'd be tempted to keep him for this week in the double. He's yeah, shown himself to be nailed, and I mean that. It's one of those things where I agree with you. Like it, it requires the team, it requires the focus, like all that shit for the clean shit. I totally agree. But just the golf and quality for West Ham, Southampton, Burnley compared to Chelsea, like maybe they just luck into a clean or two. And if Alonso's playing second striker, still could be a lot of points. Yeah. And again, I mean, I have him. I'm not thinking about getting rid of him at all right now. 34, they have a double. I'm not wild card. There's no way I'm going to get rid of him. But. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let me see if there's anything else here. Do we need to talk about United or we could skip that? Um, I mean, shout out to the guy on Reddit who said we're fucking. We're, we're, call, we're shouting Alexis. This is what this guy says. We're shouting Alexis to start to like as a good FPL pick because we want other people to bring him in for our personal gains because he's actually a bad pick. So let's shout out to that guy who Alexis has a goal and assist in like twenty minutes so he can fuck yeah, himself. I mean, that that's on brand really all we the only reason we have this podcast is to send out subversive information <laughs> to all of the listeners. <laughs> it's like whatever whatever. People are people are great. But. Yeah, um, I love, I, yeah, I I mean, love people. It's people are people are sweet. Um, United, the fixtures. I, I Lingard is interesting to me. Just yeah, because, Lingard's very interesting. Like he's six. He's so cheap, and so they have cheap. something to play for. Like give me Lingard over William all day. All In that day. bracket, there's really not much, and he looked really good. He looked good again. Oh, he and, was great. Yeah, so he feels. Dude, good. Lingard, at this point, Lingard is good. He, it's not yeah. like a look good, look bad thing. Like He's been good for a long time this season. He was really good for England and internationals. Like He's just good. And yeah, he's good. The at I city mean, is a nightmare, obviously. But again, those doubles and their fixtures from 34 on are terrific. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think yeah. Lingard's a great pick. Great under yeah, the yeah, Lin- pick. Yeah, Lingard seems like a good good lad. And but I mean, at I the could... same time, that it's there's still Arnie that like we haven't really talked about since the very beginning. But Arnie is just, 
He's so fucking good. And he's yeah, still just they, playing striker. Yeah, but they're fixtures. They have Chelsea, Arsenal, City, United. Like, Yeah, that's, have, that's pretty they have bad. bad fixtures. But you got to um, hold Arnie for a game week oh, 34. Yeah. Stoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, he's playing striker, like you said, but I'm not running to buy any West Ham player because okay, West Ham, okay, okay. I don't know what they're up to. Yeah, it's just but, ridiculous. Yeah, like, United, the shots he takes and the. Like sh- for shots and goals of midfielders for the last, like, I don't know how long, a while, Arnie's second to only Salah in both of those. It's just crazy. Sounds good. He's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. United have a lot of places to invest. I mean, the midfield, like, you could also tell me, Paul, at 7 8, like, give, take, a, take a shot. I don't know. I don't like that punt. I don't, I don't like it that much, but just, I'm. I'm not sure. I haven't been tinkering around to see like what you can afford and stuff, but in the sub eight, like I don't know how many options there are besides like I don't know. And I mean Lukaku versus Alexis, it depends on your structure or what you're what you're thinking. I don't know, but yeah, United look decent, and then you got like Valencia. I guess the center backs kind of a the mess center right backs now. are very scary. Like as yeah. a smalling owner, I feel lucky to have gotten away with a week. Um, but I Anyone don't know. Can start. I'm just wait. I'm just waiting for Smalling to get dropped. Yeah, any any one of those four guys can start. So I mean, it's really I guess Valencia or De Gea are really the only sound defensive inv- investments. Yeah. That's that's tough. That's and, tough. And De Gea is a million cheaper than Valencia, so it's just yeah. like auto with him. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I'll probably have to figure out how to get him in. Yeah, okay, United. That's boxed. Yeah, that's a good job by us. Um, let's go on. I think. Yeah. Cool. Um. So captains for gaming thirty three. I mean, there's Salah in the Merseyside Derby. It's just the probably it's just tough with the city game looming, you know. Yeah, um, there's there if there's ever a chance that Salah's rested, it would be this week in a you know against a really bad team in Everton. Whatever the city game is, what matters? Yeah, so I'm. It's tough to call this before the Champions League games happen and we see what goes on there, but. I guess you gotta go Salah. I mean, you could go Obs here. He's home yeah. Southampton. Home Southampton That's reasonable. I mean, ninety minutes of Obs versus maybe you're getting sixty-five of Salah. Like that's a close call. So I like Aubameyang a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that's a. This might be a good week to to go differential, not just not just auto Salah. And then I mean, and it's Mercy's at Derby. You know, like it's even if. I feel like Liverpool is kind of like they're past it as a team this year. It's not significant for them. The fans are still going to be nuts. The environment's going to be crazy. Everton's going to be turned up for it. Big Sam's going to be fucking chewing gum really hard. (laughs) You know, it's not like a good fixture, even though Everton are bad. Yeah, that's fair. It's a tough one to call. Sometimes it's really cagey and low scoring. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, Spurs at Stoke is an appealing fixture, but... I don't know who you captain on Spurs. Son, maybe? Yeah, maybe Son. I mean, Ollie Erickson and Son are all hitting form. Yeah, but Ollie I don't was love, fucking yeah, terrific. That was the best game Ollie's played in a very long time. He looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's always so much better when Kane's out of the team. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I feel like Ob is actually just like the best and like safest cap. I mean, you're not capping anyone from City or United. I'm sure people are going to captain Hazard. I don't think that's smart, though. He created six chances. He also didn't shoot and was invisible to the naked eye. He was he was awful. Yeah, it's just 
I'm, I'm, I think that's probably about. I mean, again, Lester home people, I'm sure, will look at Mars, but I, I, I don't trust captaining a team that's not that good at attack against one of the better defensive sides in this yeah, year. Yeah, and, and Mars was against Newcastle. Not but Mars good was bad this yeah, week. He was just he was just bad. Yeah, yeah. Abba, maybe it might be time for Abba. I mean, he did me well this week, so he's got some. He's banked some good capital and equity in my mind. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Going into it, I just had it blanket on Saul, but when you think about it, I think actually Abba makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think Ab might be the one. Okay, okay. Um, and then let's look at our teams. What are you looking at this week? Um, my goal, my goalkeeping situation, <laughs> as as usual, is a fucking disaster. I get one point if I'm lucky out of my goalkeeper every week, but Pope, I don't. Heaton's right there, so yeah. Adrian's clearly not playing anymore. And he's if he did play, he wouldn't keep a clean because he's a fucking piece of shit anyway. So I don't know if I'm going to spend it on Pope. But it is a big problem because it's a matter of time. It's like a matter of when, not if. Especially since I'm going to be saving my wild card a little bit longer. Um, I'm either going to do it on Pope, or I might save because I just like don't want to get rid of my City or Liverpool players, and I don't really see any like for likes that I love. Benteke obviously is an issue, but for every big chance he misses, it's just the kind of thing that. I don't see much around his price that I love. I mean, I could do like Mares, I guess, but I mean, uh, Vardy. But having a goalkeeper feels better to me than not having a goalkeeper and having, you know. Yeah, so why wouldn't you just deal with it this week? Goalkeeper. Yeah. Because if I have two frees, it gives me a lot of flexibility going into 34. It's yeah. really my, my main thing. And you'll, and you'll have a lot more info because Champions League first leg will be done, you're thinking? Yeah, like maybe someone gets hurt on my team. Like, you know, staving off having to use the transfers is always good. I mean, maybe Heaton fucking yeah. runs head first and in the post. And gets like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And like no, I mean, there's the a real the shout that like City or Liverpool win like 2 0 or 3 0 dominant. And maybe that gives us the info to who will be going through. And that'll be like who you want and who you want to get rid of for 35 or something. I don't, I don't know. But. I don't know. It feels like to me you should just deal with goalie. Like, like that's what I did with Duffy this week. Like, how many fucking weeks has it been a quote unquote bad move or bad hit to take to get rid of Pope? But if you had just done it, you'd be I don't know twenty points in the better. Yeah, I mean, so the main, then the main thing is that like, if I do it on because I only have one goalkeeper and I'm feeling pretty sure that I want to wait to thirty six wild card then. Who the fuck do I get? Just someone who so has you a need game to get every someone who doesn't and, blank. Yeah, so like I get someone who has a game every week, like because if I get De Gea, then I'm you know I guess that's fine, but and you have three Liverpool already, right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, so you really know. are just getting one for thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, and then you're wild carding. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly think Hennessy is a good pick. <laughs> Wayne and at Bournemouth, home Brighton, at Watford are, are really good fixtures for. You know, defensively, and yeah, I could win. Yeah, I mean, I he's your I, yeah. he's so, your guy. I hate him. What are you talking? About? I fucking <laughs> I hate him. Piece of shit. He's a wind wind up artist. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, goalkeeper is probably it's, it's either goalkeeper or save. So I'll see if if he says shit that he's like, oh, Heaton's fucking dumb and Pope's been great. Then I'll just probably roll with Pope. But 
That's about it. My team's yeah. fucking whatever. Every, everyone's chilling and everything looks okay, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully. And, and then I could start dunk. I can't. So I'll get like one point or two. Maybe I'll get two points out of dunk instead of like zero from Quainer, yeah, which would be cool. Two points is possible for, for Brighton defenders this week. Yeah, home Huddersfield. I probably shouldn't have taken a hit to get rid of Duffy, but God, it feels good. It'll feel good when they concede two because they're awful. Yeah. Fucking Brighton. Or Zanka scores on a corner or something. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, what I mean, about, yeah, what, just, are you, what are you looking at? I'm, I also have goalie in my mind for the reasons I mentioned before. I mean, like, I think benching De Gea this week is pretty good, and obviously he blanks in 35. So if I get a goalie with good fixtures in this week and 35, I feel like that's that's basically a free hit for that that spot. Um, and I'm also kind of looking at a striker just because, and Quainer is just so bad. And I haven't really had so a seventh attacker, let alone eighth. I haven't had a seventh attacker that I've wanted to start for, I don't know, three months maybe? Well, so. RLC is probably going to start next game. He's probably back for starting. But still, like, I don't like feel good about starting him. I'd rather him just be first off the bench and have an actual guy. You know, so yeah. I, I have enough money in the bank where that I could turn Quainer into like Barnes or Chaz or something like that where... It's not that I think those guys are like very good picks. Like they're still pretty bad, but just being able to, you know, make giving them a chance to make up for the hit in thirty three, thirty four, thirty five before a wild card. I feel like I I can catch lightning in a bottle in one of those guys and maybe get like two returns over three weeks. I think that's a better place to spend it than on De Gea. I, I, I didn't. I think I, didn't I might take fixtures. a hit. Dude. I might just do both. I'm I'm on fire right now. Like I I almost feel like it's like fuck it. Like I'm just going for it. Like Elliot and Quain are out for a goalie and a striker. Like I I don't even think that's bad. And that's what I'm leaning towards. Do you have you don't have four good defensive shots this week? Oh, you have Smalling. Yeah, no, that's bad. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that that much, but I would probably not do the goalkeeper move and just start to hail. Yeah, just feels so bad to me. Yeah, but he'll get three or four points. That's fine. It's not like he's Pope. He's not going to get one. No, like that's the thing that I was saying to – who was that in Slack? Was that Pocono? I don't know. Why are you like, asking me? I don't know. Well, you were, you were in the convo when he was asking to hail yeah. or Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you obviously, if you have another option, no, no. Play but like the, a good team, what I'm but. saying, what I said to him is that, like, in games where United park the bus, it's not blanket in games against the top six because, like, against Arsenal, for example, when he had 14 fucking saves, they obviously weren't parked. But in games where United park the bus, where Mourinho parks the bus, like Liverpool or like Spurs, and probably this week against City, they don't. He doesn't get saves. He gets like one or two saves because they, they just everything. they just block everything because there's eight players in the box and they just are in front of everything. So that's the thing. Like I feel like it's a one or two pointer for De Gea. Like maybe three, but I I just like don't see like a barrage of saves or anything like that because of how they'll set up. But you are you. Oh, yeah, because so so it is kind of like a minus two because the guy you get in you would also have for thirty five. Yeah, and I would start them a hundred percent in thirty five. Okay. That's be- that's better. To that's me. why I'm, I'm saying it. So I'm like, back. if I get a clean save from like if I do go Hennessy, and I'm starting him in thirty five, like I've already like shat on the the minus four. Yeah, you only probably need one clean between 
this week and 35 from whoever you target to come out with at least one or two points ahead. So right, that's, that's probably, exactly that's what I'm thinking. So that's Yeah, that that the numbers add up for that then in that case. Yeah, I wish Heaton was 100% fit or something like that and I'd go Heaton because well, I mean they both have really good fixture Palace Burnley. So I don't know, maybe You don't dude, you do not want a Burnley You're defender. Right. It You're feels right. awful. You're right. It feels no. so bad. Changed my mind. So maybe I'll go <laughs> Carius, but uh, Hennessy's the cheap guy. But I could go Carius. I only have two Liverpool. Okay. So yeah, I'm thinking about that hit, and it feels pretty good. Yeah, I might. I'm gonna. Lambs will be lambing. I I need to do a little more deeper dive. Like I wasn't thinking as much of like the hit now, looking at 35 and shit like that. So I might. I have to do my. I do some math about my team and see what numbers I have. Yeah, that's so really I important might, to do now. Like yeah, we this, said earlier, like planning is is so vital right now. Yeah. So this might be a week to I might take a hit. I'll have to see. We're also potting like a good, you know, sixteen hours earlier than normal. So like I feel like I would have like read more articles, listened to more pods, had more thoughts brewing before, but here no, we it was go. a good job. Eh? It was a good job. Eh? We put out a lot of misinformation for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna Yeah, guys, bring in uh, fucking Oba, he's gonna blank and we're gonna rise. Um <laughs> Let me slap an ass. We got David Nash, new fucking oh, lad. Great guy He's in good. Slack. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Welcome to the squad. Love you, bro. Cheers for supporting. New patron of the week. Um, and also, just to reiterate, it's never too late to sign up for Slack. Like, it's free during the off season. So, yeah. if you sign up right now, I mean, it's subscription based, but you get into Slack, you get in all the action. We're going to have a. We'll have a wild card mini league. I'm sure we'll have some type of prize for it. Um, I'm sorry, World Cup mini league. I'm sure we'll have some prize for it. Yeah, definitely. We did that. Uh, and for that'll Euros. be that'll be free. That'll be free for patrons for sure. But yeah, it's still still chill vibes in the Slack and a lot of good. Everyone's getting really in there because of the rate my teams and the end of the season stuff. So it's still and everyone's cool. playing a lot of Fortnite together. <laughs> oh yeah, for, the Fortnite from the non FPL is, is happening. It's it real. It's happening. It's real. Yeah, it's real. Um, all right. Any last words? Uh, no. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlfield. Support us at patreon.com slash fmlfield. And cheers.